0: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more.
1: This is TalkSport Daily.
2: Hello, happy Wednesday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, you can check me out for the rest of your lives alongside Darren Bent on drive time from 4pm, today included. Now, we start things off by looking back at yesterday's Cowboy Cup action, where, of course, Bournemouth faced off against Everton, which was live, free, and exclusive on TalkSport 2. So here's how it sounded.
1: And it's in! Perfect start for Bournemouth! And Jamal Lowe, who's hardly seen any action all season, is the man that has given them the lead. Oh, a stumble from Holgate as he received the pass from Begovic, and Lowe with an effort deflected across the face of goal, and put it at the far post by Junior Stanislas. Gray, right-footed effort, and there's one back. That's a brilliant finish. Damari Gray, well, maybe the fight back is on. Cleared, and the who puts it in for three. And it will surely now be Bournemouth who make it through to the last 60. He charged for four, but it's taken by Anthony. Game second match Bournemouth four, Everton one.
2: Now, Toffees manager Frankie Lampard gave his initial assessment on his team's
3: performance. With four. A lot of changes, but my, the reality in my job is that we want to win every game we play. You want win every game for since you put the shirt on for the players. But in my job, when you go through a season and players aren't getting so many minutes, some are not happy with that and want to knock on your door, some train well and deserve a chance. They have to accept situations and when they get chances, make the best of it. And that was the case for Gary as well. So we treated the game with absolute respect. There's a lot of experience in our team tonight. Um, but I learnt a lot from the performance and it was, it was clear I don't think I have to go through the performance, it's particularly the manner of the goals and then the manner of chances that we don't take. It's, uh, you're not going to win games at any level like that. If you make those mistakes repetitively, then the answer is simple. That's probably why you don't play so much, Well whatever.
2: Interim Cherries boss Gary O'Neill also reacted to how his Bournemouth side got on.
3: Delighted for the boys, really. They put in a hell of a performance against a very, very good Everton team. Um, scored some good goals, defended well. Um, yeah, looked look, 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 look like a team, really. Even though we made a lot of changes, looked very, very similar to how how I want it to look. Good pressure on the ball, calm with the ball. Um, so yeah, really, really pleased for them that they they come in this evening and put on a display that, that they can be proud of.
1: Stinks, stinks. Sorry, mate. It's me, Jason Cundy here. Sorry to interrupt, but that wasn't the only drama we had from the Carabao Cup tonight as Brentford had a night to forget, oh my word, against League Two side, Gillingham. Big pressure on Mikel Damsgaard. He must score. Damsgaard steps up, right-footed, and he misses! Absolutely Sensational! league two gillingham have knocked out premier league brentford the blue corner of the gtech goes absolutely wild the players run over to their fans they have pulled up a huge scalp here fantastic scenes at the gtech the brentford fans leave in their droves 77 places in between these two sides in the football pyramid And League 2, Gillingham pull off the impossible. They've knocked Brentford out of the League Cup. Can you believe it? Brentford won, Gillingham won. Gillingham wins 6-5 on penalties.
2: Now, later on today, TalkSport will have more live commentary in the Carrowell Cup as Tottenham take on Nottingham Forest. That one's on TalkSport. And Liverpool host Derby County on TalkSport too. Both of them from half past seven.
1: and into the ground. Salah inside the penalty area, Darwin Nunez! Markhausen, 2-1, he cannot stop scoring in this competition. And a little backheel flick puts it in for four. Eddie Nketiah with a hat-trick. Danny Welbeck gives Brighton the lead. And Southampton on the attack right at the start of the second half, and Adams has tapped the ball in from a yard. Sheffield Wednesday, strike first, and that will be one of the best goals we see in the league cup all season. Now here's Alvarez being played inside the area. Oh, a wonderful goal! Oh, what's what a goal, a goal. from Brighton? He's driven it low, right-footed into the bottom corner. Lantini and knocks it off. Ben Brereton-Diaz with his left foot and just curled an absolute beauty into the top corner. Miguel Almiron, take a bow. Pulls it by Mateto, fantastic Crystal Palace goal. What a breathless, fantastic advert for Carabao Cup football.
2: Now, Chelsea also playing the Cowboy Cup tonight, travelling to face Man City. The Blues boss Graham Potter explained his reasons why his side have now lost back-to-back Premier League games. I'd be lying there if I, if I said to you that I didn't expect it at some point. It's, it's You take this job and you take this challenge on, then of course there's going to be times where it's not a... a pleasant road, shall we say, and you have to deal with that, you have to be honest and say, okay, we need to do better and that's my responsibility and take that. But, you know, I think we're, we've are we had a six-week period in the end where we're going to play 13 matches, eight of them away. It has a toll on, on everything, uh, some injuries to some key players. It can get messy, it's part of the process. I've been through it at Brighton, been through it at Swansea, been through it at my club at Sweden. So, it is what it is. And, you know, that's part, of the, that's part of what the job is, to deal with it. And the Man City manager Pep Guardiola, or Guardiola, no one really knows, believes Chelsea need to give Graham Potter more time to succeed.
4: I'm not the right person to say that because it's not my business. But if Chelsea accept my humble advice, no intention, give him time and uh, he would do well. But to change things and arrive in you don't have time to training. It, they got good results, but the way they play. When I saw the game against Brighton, for example, they lost. I saw many things that I remember when the period in Brighton, but in its time, everyone in its time, no one had success that they wanted today too. So, so I have a lot of admiration of his work. What have done in Brighton is beyond exceptional. And I'm pretty sure, with time, he will do a good job. I don't we'll have, have any doubts position. about it. It's like same, like same with uh, Roberto de Cervi with, Bright- with the Brighton, when they started losing games, question of time. If they are patient, it will be impact in, uh, in England, and he will have it like, uh, like uh, Graham has done in, in, this, in this country. He's one of the most, the best managers, from my point of view, we have in this, in this league.
2: And after Andy Townsend said Graham Potter is stuck in Brighton mode on Andy Olsen's Drive Time show a few days ago, Simon Jordan hit back.
5: Andy Townsend's observation that he cannot keep saying that the other team were better than him, well, of course he can't. He'll get the bleeding sack. He's not going to keep on saying that, is he? No. But there are moments in time when you want to actually hear, rather than a litany, how about this for an alternative view, rather than a litany of excuses as to why it's not everybody else's fault but yours, you turn around and call it for what it is. What's the problem with that? Oh, you mean the pride bit? The bit about the fact that it takes a set of balls to turn around and deny everything, blame everything else, be aggressive in your approach, to defend from your own shortcomings, or simply say, in this moment in time, they were better than we were, it won't last forever.
2: Now, football correspondent David Ornstein joined TalkSport Breakfast, where he gave us the latest rundown on the Fenway Sports Group wanting to sell Liverpool Football Club.
3: A lot of people, when the story broke, said, oh, they've always been up for sale. They've always been looking for bits of investment, considering selling off part of their organisation, percentage of the club, like they did in 2021, to Redbird Capital Partners. Mm -hmm. But this time is different. This time, guys, they would be willing to sell the whole club. Liverpool and their owners, FSG, are not going to part (laughs) with Liverpool if... uh, well firstly quickly I think this is going to take time maybe a couple of years who knows I don't think there's a guarantee that a deal is going to be done I think they're now in an evaluation process where they're um, they've contracted the the two banks um, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs to uh, help with this kind of assessment Mm -hmm. of their options but the bottom line is that they are considering this it's real it's accurate and we'll have to see where it goes the super league's a really key point because liverpool fsg john henry they were heavily involved in that proposal it didn't come about and no doubt given their involvement there would have been some disappointment they would have seen that as a gateway to even greater riches and that looks like it's not going to happen And of course, Moni Moni Simon
2: Jordan had his say as well.
5: The market conditions have changed and every football club is always for sale. It always has been. If someone walked through the door 10 years ago with the Glazers and offered them significantly more money than they were anticipating they can get for it and more value than their share price, they would have sold. Liverpool has always been for sale. And the fact they're looking at new shareholders and they're looking at new ways of raising revenue or... Or, or cash for the business is not a surprise. It doesn't make any difference if it's new shareholders or going to existing shareholders. You go to existing shareholders, we're going to do a rights issue. We're going to raise some more money on shares. Do you want to buy them? No. Okay, we'll send them to some new shareholders. Liverpool will be in play, and they will be in play because the breaking of the seal, the releasing of the um, of the seal on a bottle releases gas, and the gas that's been released into this area is the rain group selling Chelsea.
2: England rugby head coach Eddie Jones also joined the Talksport Breakfast Show and relates to Gareth Southgate about the difficulties of picking his squad this week.
0: As the national coach of big teams like rugby and cricket and, and, and football in England, there's always a contrary view. And I think in the, the thing that strikes me is, as being an Australian coming here, there's a lot of good players around the same level. Yeah, and and therefore you know media outlets, former coaches, former journalists have have pet players they like. But at the end of the day, I'm sure Gareth's sitting there, right? What's the combinations we need that'll be strongest? Um, and then trying to work out what what's his A team, what's his B team, and then there's a three or four special players he can take because they can take 26 now, can't they? Yeah. So if we have to yeah. take you know three or four that maybe give him something a little bit
4: different.
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car.
2: And finally took sport of course we'll have all the reaction to Gareth Southgates England World Cup squad announcement tomorrow but who is getting in
1: so Qatar is in sight we have a lot of good players and Whoever I pick, there's always going to be debate about who we don't pick. What a save! Jordan Pickford again comes to England's rescue, so sharp off his line. An astonishing save by Aaron Ramsdale. Chambers into the penalty here. J.R.A. is there. What a save by Pope. Back for Alexander Arnold. What a pass, at
5: Ben White obviously coming in again is one for the now and the future because I think he's got the potential to be as good, if not better, than John Stones and Harry Maguire.
1: It's Kieran Trippier. Oh! Free kick for James Madison, steps up right-footed, round the wall, and into the corner! Joe Bellingham, it's Declan Rice, it's in for two! Never doubt, Mason Mount. And it may be Jack Grealish who's got there first. The newspaper columns have been about him, and he has stepped up and scored inside a minute. Over the goalkeeper and in! That's sensational from Phil Foden!
3: Saka for 2-0, a little run-up, left-footed, drives it into the corner.
1: The goal brilliant goal, Callum Wilson! Oh, what an overhead kick! World Cup Canada, a one-off, he's Ivan Tony. Now on to Rashford, inside the area, and he shoots into the top corner. A half-century for Harry Kane, an equalising goal for England. Sterling And England are off and
2: running! Big competition for places, and we've got to make the best calls that we possibly can. Well that's it guys. thanks for listening on the Talksport app wherever you get your podcast from. I'll be back today at 4 o'clock alongside the sneaker freak himself, Darren Ben. There will of course be another one of these Andy Gosling Talksport daily podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you gotta to do to get it. Till then, thanks for listening, have a good down a bubble. Be safe everyone, be safe! That was a podcast from Talksport.